0: Hello. Hi, Hagathard. Hey, what's up? Nothing. Are you free? No. What do you mean no? Come on. You got to wake up. I'm in bed.
1: Up. I just got to bed.
0: What do you mean you just got to bed? It's,
1: it's four o'clock in the afternoon. Well, two o'clock I went to bed.
0: I'm sorry. No. Come on. I can't. People miss you. They're asking for I'll you. be
1: on soon. I'll be on soon. What? All right. Mm-mm. Be sure you put this in there so they know what an NASA life
0: I will. I did it last week, too, when you sang the fucking alphabet. That's all you gave me. <laughs>
1: yeah, I'm
0: exhausted.
1: From what? Being up all night. Doing what?
0: Watching Netflix. That's not exhausting, Agatha. That's a privileged life you lead. You have a life of privilege. Well, it's not going
1: on forever because I need to make some money, girl.
0: Oh please, you're going to be Gotta doing make
1: that. make the money.
0: You're going to be doing that until some old person dies and you get more money from another old person. That's how you that's how you uh what are the kids saying? That's how you ride.
1: you just I have the true bought lawsuit saying that I got
0: a cracked rib. Do you, is it going are you going to get and anything? Oh. How do you get a cracked rib from true right now? You got a cracked rib? Yeah. What do you mean? You didn't tell me that. They
1: said that Truvada, yeah, I did because one guy I was hanging out with decided to punch me in the chest. And that fucking Christopher, fat-ass,
0: stinky son of a bitch punched me in the chest. But that wasn't Truvada. That was a person, not a drug. Well, they don't know that. I don't understand.
1: It's on record that I had it. It also causes kidney. Remember when I had that kidney scare and it was abnormal and all that?
0: I thought that was because you were just yeah. drinking coffee and eating a McDonald's all day. No. Well, I mean, I'm all for your winning a lawsuit. I have. I'd much rather you have the money from a drug company. I'm just saying it sounds a little fishy. <laughs>
1: Yeah, well I probably won't hear from them for another six months, but I electronically signed for the forms and all
0: that. How did you talk to a lawyer?
1: Well the lady that called me I think was a lawyer. She She's a lesbian been like under law.
0: Lesbian? She a lesbian. No,
1: she sounded pretty chipper. I think she was just a regular woman.
0: You're saying lesbians aren't chipper?
1: They're dour. Mm-hmm. Bloated. Yeah. I gotta go. I gotta go, hunt.
0: You gotta go what? Sleep? Yeah. I'm trying to wake you.
1: No, it's not gonna work. Why? I really gotta go. I'm sorry. Okay?
0: Oh, you're gonna have to hang up on me. I'm not gonna let you go.
1: All right, bye. That's
0: rude. What a cunt. Are you busy? Can I talk to you on my podcast for a minute?
2: Uh, sure. Okay.
0: Hi. Hi.
3: Hi. Well, what happened turn off is my shower.
0: Yeah, your salad? <laughs> I, my shower. I don't know what to call you for this purposes of this program. Should I call you Biscuit?
2: Uh, I go by Super DJ El Guapo.
0: All right, Super DJ El Wapo. I don't pronounce the G. I hope that's all right with the
2: it, It's a soft G, yes.
0: Soft G. Are you watching television as well? What you watching? The CNN? Yeah,
2: just my daytime stories and whatnot.
0: To you get your news on.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Listen, you're on my show, and I'm sweet. Uh, I was trying to talk to myself, and I realized I have nothing to talk about, and and I occurred to me I could call you the DJ El Wapo and see what's going on up in the universe today. Um, I have no agenda whatsoever. Uh, I just have this time period while my wife is out. No, my spouse. I'm referring to them as a spouse and a them now. They are no longer gendered, and I'm gender fluid. Is that okay?
2: Oh, yes. Well, I've had to get used to that over the last couple years.
0: Times are changing and vaginas are changing into penises and vice versa. And some people are uh, changing into no penis or vagina. They're like flancies, like the uh those dolls. I
2: wish I wish we could have it be acceptable to be an it. Uh-huh. You know? Well then that's it's like it it's just
0: like friendly. You What's can you can it about you can do that. My my Twitter uh thing <laughs> My pronouns are it and that, actually. Yeah, that's I like right. match. Oh, have you seen them? Have you seen that lately? Yes, I've seen it. It's over there. That's it. Yeah.
2: It knows what I'm talking about.
0: Mm-hmm. It sure is ugly and fat. <laughs> yeah. You know what happened? Yes, to me?
2: yes, all of that.
0: It had it's diarrhea. Our
2: responsibility to bring light into this new, this new era. Or Shira, Mm -hmm. in order to stay topical, if you will.
0: I've been saying now for some time that I believe that soon adjectives will be completely illegal. They will be forbidden. All adjectives banned. Cancelled. No adjectives.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's quite possible. I mean, we're changing language before our very own eyes.
3: Mm
0: Mm-hmm
2: in real time and you know Gen Z and Gen uh, Millennials are changing the meaning of language in real time <laughs> so yeah
0: now as an Espanolard person El Wapo the Pergunta mm. becomes what do you think of all this I mean Spanish is a gendered language do you think that the, 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 eventually the gender I mean doesn't that just kind of destroy the whole language or do you think it'll all be neutered
2: well, there probably will be some neutering. It's a mm-hmm. very apropos term Thank for you. this. Thank um, you. I think. I think so. I mean, we have very male, you know, things Beers. that are just are always going to be male. Always, other things will always be female, and yeah, you know. So there might be something to it, for sure. You know, my guitar is la guitarra. See, it's I think,
0: I think by gendering things, we make them, we make them. I don't want to say human, but we make them. Where we animate them, we make them living beings. We give them consciousness yes. in a way. I've been reading this book about fungus. Believe it or not, I'm into fungus because I, I, I'm into it. And fungus. Oh, is, is there a
2: fungus among us?
0: Mm-hmm. There sure <laughs> is. And fungus is like the internet of the world. It's just this network of cells that we just had no idea what's been going on, and they're super intelligent, which is why they get you real fucked up. And so, okay, okay. so one thing like they talk about in this book is how, in English, everything is in an it. And that sort of goes along with the way that our culture has of dehumanizing everything, depersonalizing everything. In other words, if you're not human, you don't think, you're not a being whereas like right. in this book they talk about truffles for example truffles have a, this fantastic relationship they mate with trees they have sex trees do this amazing dance with pheromones and chemicals in order to attract the right fungus and then they need fungus and fungus needs trees and and then the the, the, the and then the The mushroom, the truffle, has to attract an animal in order to make it eat it and shit it out so it can protect its spores, which is why they're so delicious. And that whole thing, like, when we call a truffle an it, it means that we're denying it of any sort of consciousness or any sort of beingness. We're just saying, oh, we're human. We know everything. Fuck you, fuck you, world. And that's why uh, we're destroying the world. So, And I think by taking away the gender of things we're somehow making that worse but i don't know i'm just some some former lesbian who's now gender fluid
2: Uh, well i mean we're we're funguses ourselves i mean there's Mm -hmm. a lot to unpack there but you know just to even uh, give some thought to the whole network of uh, of communication that is going on underneath the the ground you know i live on the boulevard I have mm. the boulevard life here. Yeah, and uh, yeah. I, I see trees everywhere along the boulevard. Yeah. And if you could just imagine what the network of of what's going on underneath there. And they're all communicating right. with each
0: yes. other. Yes, yes. You know,
2: they're, and in fact, this one in the corner, I know she's watching me right now. And girl. she's telling this other bitch like, okay, where's she been? I know they're talking about me. I know they think I got a little chubby oh, in the last.
0: I know that months, tree, girl. Months. That That tree. On the corner, that's a shady bitch.
2: You know that. You know that there are some shady, shady ass bitches all along this whole
0: mm-hmm. fucking boulevard. Shady.
2: Mm hmm. But also the, the the fantastical symbiotic relationship that okay. they have with yeah yeah with the, with the creatures, the animals that live mm-hmm. on the trees and, and the poop and the eating and the and the communicating and the, the scents. You know, yeah. flowers communicate with each other. Through, yeah. You know, they send out. You know, and their little fibers connect. It's it's, it's insane. It's beautiful. It's it life and all the rich variety of an old outhouse.
0: And we're all just connected to this big giant thing. And in order to realize your own immortality, you need to see that. Otherwise, what a sad existence to just think you're this independent creature, and all you need to do is collect things, and then they're all going to be gone when you die anyway. What a sad existence for so many people, right? True These that. Ma- true materialists that. that are just going into space with their penis objects?
2: I don't yeah, know. Yeah, what the F is that about?
0: I don't know. I don't even, I mean, would you do that? Would you do that? <laughs> I wouldn't do that. It's, it's just
2: too scary, too many variables. I haven't been on a bus or a train in uh, over a decade.
0: I mean, <laughs> I think telescopes are boring. Why would I want to go? Yeah, I mean, I'm not, like, they always have, like, some moon, like, oh, this is the first pink moon of the decade, you don't want to miss this tonight, oh, this is the bluest large moon tonight, oh, you better get out and see it at two in the morning, you know, there's always, like, some special astrological event, astronomical, I forget which is which, and I'm always like, ah, fuck it, who cares, so why would I want to go to space? I know what you mean, I'm I'm kind of, you know,
2: on the one hand, I'm fascinated and you know ever ever so fascinated by by looking up on the <laughs> other hand,
0: I'm like, you there's know, nothing fucking there I mean, maybe yeah. there is okay
2: don't I, I could look at my hand for an hour, just fascinating is I mean what I imagine the moon
0: to be there's so much here on earth, right? Space is pretty much empty for the most part, I mean granted, we don't know a lot. I'm sure there's some dark matter and shit, but for now, there's plenty to explore on earth. <laughs> I think.
2: Well, I think that's a that's a good that's a good way of looking at it. I mean, there's mm-hmm. nothing like the present to appreciate the vastness of our existence. There's nothing right. like appreciating the bugs, the birds, even all the gross creatures that you know we 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 disdain. Well, for. I'm glad
0: to hear you're being body positive at least. Hmm. I well, often feel I don't know
2: what the trees are saying about me lately,
0: but yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was talking to a friend the other day, and she was knew all about the fungus, too. I said, I didn't know you were into fungus. She said, no, I'm not. I like trees, and that's why I like fungus. And then she told me I should read Frankenstein. Well. But I haven't. I, I, I try to download Frankenstein from my public library, but it's like everything in the public library, if you want an e-book... It, like, takes, like, weeks and weeks to get it, so. What? Oh. But I am going to read it on the... I found out I can get it on Amazon Primes for free. Have you read The Frankensteins? You read that? Not. I haven't either. But she said, My friend, this one, the t- one with, who's into the trees like you, she said um, she's the one that's... She's an English teacher, and she's teaching Frankenstein. She said it's really great to teach because... These kids assume that what the narrator is telling you is accurate, but the thing about Frankenstein, I'm just telling you from what she said because I am read it, is that the the thing the the thing is that the narrator isn't telling the truth. You have a dishonest narrator in the book. So and then I'm gonna read it, right? That's really throws you for a loop when the thing that's telling you the story is lying to you, right? What a yeah. trick. I guess that's the romantic.
2: Wow, that you know what that makes me think of immediately? Of Werner Herzog.
0: Yeah, why? Tell me about her. Werner <laughs> v- or oh, I, I don't know nothing about the, the Herzog. i got to Google it, though.
2: Well, the Herzy. Uh-huh. She, he, hers, he uh, He has his technique of creating stories, telling stories using this kind of method. Uh-huh. There was uh, something. Somebody wrote a uh, what a, a thesis or something, and I read, I read, it and it made perfect sense. What an intense filmmaker he is, and he he has this quality about his work uh-huh. where even though it has an appearance of something being tr- true or real, and it but might be for a segment of it before he changes it all around. Huh? And that's the the beauty of this Werner Herzog. I know there's more articulate people who could talk, no, speak of fine. it. No, that's
0: fine. You know, it's he, funny. That's I I'm what look,
2: that made me think of.
0: I'm looking at him on Wikipedia now. I don't think I've seen any of his films. I'm a big fan of um, Werner Renier Fass, Fassbinder. I love his movies, but I don't think I've seen any. Is there one I should I should watch? Cause I, I just,
2: yes, yes. Uh, let's see. There was one. The last. The last one that I saw of any acclaim was at the music box uh-huh. a few years ago. It was the one Ah, Klaus Kinski is in it. Uh-huh. It's from the early 70s. Okay. It's called Something the Conqueror. Okay. It's about one of these uh one of these conquistadors. Um and uh, klaus kinski plays the conquistador and he takes you for, on this on this journey to south america and, and, and the, the plight of the the natives dealing with with the you know the, the character that klaus Kinski's. is where yeah. it's a fucking a fascinating movie and i'm sure you've probably seen it it's really fucking intense
0: well this is amazing because it's showing that he also directed operas Is this right it looks like a lot of them
2: yeah, he's, wow. he's got an, a really fascinating body of work.
0: Oh, wow, he's done the Magic Flute, Tannhauser. Oh, he's done mm-hmm. Parsifal, he loves Wagner. Oh, this is somebody I would really enjoy. Yeah, yeah, Wagner. and oh, somehow Norma. he
2: stayed in the fray. Like, you just see him narrating new works or, or you know, popping up in special appearances. He was on the fucking Mandalorian.
0: <laughs> okay, which is the Mandalorian? Oh, the Mandalorian, Really? yeah yeah there that. was
2: one or two episodes
0: you mean the, the star wars thing
2: voice has a really his voice is really kind of interesting he
0: kind of sounds like
2: this he has this uh-huh. particular way of describing things that draw you in quite intensely something oh. like that but he's definitely, yeah, he makes an appearance and you see what he looks like in The Mandalorian and all that. Okay, um,
0: can we go through the list? I just want to go through his movies from the 70s. You tell me which one. Oh, <laughs> is it called Aguirre? Agui- Agui- yes! Aguirre, Aguirre the...
2: or Aguirre or yeah, something like that? The
0: Wrath of God. Aguirre, The Wrath of God. That's it? Yeah. Oh, it's German. Yes. Aguirre. There's Zorn gottes Oh, I Yeah, baby. Oh, that's great! I'm going to check that. That's out.
2: a that's your starter kit, your Werner Herzog starter kit. Wow!
0: I've already accomplished something new today. <laughs> oh, filming took place in the Peruvian rainforest. Did yeah, you know? baby! Oh my goodness, that's where you're from, El Wapo. Hmm. Oh, how interesting!
2: You will oh, you you ask your wife.
0: No, I'm calling her my my spouse, my they spouse.
2: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well that that could be fun too. We could all yes. watch it together.
0: My vespus, In
2: fact, speaking of of fungus yeah. and mushrooms, yeah, I mean that would be one of those things we oh. we should get get a hold of of fungus pie.
0: That's fine with me, girl. You know it. Mm-hmm. I want to hunt. You know, so somebody told me that a lot of uh, you know mulch mulch. When you yes. see a lot of mulch. A lot of times you see mulch and there's mushrooms. And I read somewhere, or maybe I heard it on a podcast, and podcasts are always right, that mulch often has psychedelic mushrooms growing in it because the most mulch comes from Berkeley, California. And these people, they just have shrooms everywhere. So they say you should look for mulch. If you see mushrooms in mulch, you should check it out. Maybe it's a shroom. But I don't know. To me, they all look the same. So I don't want to fuck it up. I don't want to fuck it yeah, up. Yeah, let's and not. Then I'm uh, dead, you know what I mean? Let's not
2: take that on ourselves. Leave it to the yeah. experts to dig up from yeah. the mulch. But I do respect the mulch. I love to mulch.
0: I love the smell of mulch so much. You do? I love the smell of mulch. Don't Are you? you? Weird? <laughs> How could you not?
2: I I you know, yeah, I mean I kind of sure. Oh,
0: it's a wonderful you know, it's, stench. It's
2: nature. It's, yeah, yeah, you got yeah, mulch. Who doesn't love
0: mulch? I mean, I don't love it as much as I love the stench of my own duty. But I speaking <laughs> yeah. of, I'm so glad you brought that up because that's
2: kind of your ass mulch is
0: I, duty. I spent this whole week shitting and it's not what? even over yet. I what happened is my spouse went out for um oh. she was actually in your neighborhood. Oh, they were actually your neighbor meeting a friend. They went to the 90 miles, right? And I was home working, so I couldn't go. And I love the Cuban Cuban food. Yeah, the yummy Cuban. And I got jealous. And I thought, well, they always make me eat healthy. And I thought, well, they are going to eat something, you know, delicious. So I'm going to go eat something delicious. So I went to this place down the street called Epic Kitchens, which is new. It's like basically a ghost kitchen. And they have uh-huh. like four different restaurants at one so I ordered a buffalo chalk and breast with French fries. And I what? ate it I ate it and then four hours later I started shivering. Like my whole body was shaking and then shaking and I was freezing and a terrible what? headache. Terrible headache lasted twenty four hours, followed by extreme shitting uh, for at least twenty four hours followed by so we're talking brown water, brown water wow. for 24 hours followed by a lighter more beige water and now it's just it's just it's like oatmeal
2: uh, at this point. You got are we are you in butt, mud butt? Stage?
0: No because I have a duty squirt. So I I oh, always no I always no it's I always I I have a, a squirteress as a as a lesbian sexual I have an attachment. That just, uh-huh. squ- I, I now I mean, but I would have mud butt, uh, if I hadn't the duty squirt. So, uh-huh. but I, uh, but uh, there's a lot to unpack there. There was, and so it's been horrible. <laughs> I had such a bloat. I called in sick for two days, which was really the only good part. I got to watch a, a, a mini series of Dune, um, the, the, the 2000 mini series. Very serious. Did you see oh, Dune really? the movie? Did you see that?
2: No, I I haven't yet. I'm I'm gonna save it till I get yeah. a bigger flat screen.
0: Oh, you're gonna get a big one, huh? <laughs> Hopefully, <laughs> you're gonna get your 4K. I can help you if you want because I got one last year. Oh
2: I, yes, yes. I want to pick your brain. I
0: wouldn't say get the one I got, but I learned a lot in the process. There's a uh, a website. The best website called Rtings, r t i n g s dot com, and they are the absolute best when it comes to, v- like flat screen TVs, four K review for you. Or? They review them very, very uh, in depth. Okay. Um, yeah, but get I would recommend a Sony or an LG. That's not something you want to go skimp on. I got the Vizio, which is kind of kind of a trying not to be racist against my own kind but it's the third yeah
2: it's a third down it's not quite
0: well it's it's a lot cheaper but you get what you pay for but it's okay because I've I worked around it's it's floors but if you really want to yeah, be right. get a good one it's, it's
2: like what Vizio is like what Aldi used to be 10 years ago
0: right except without the chocolate bars <laughs> Okay. <laughs> uh
2: yeah, I think I I used to have a Vizio as well. I'm familiar. Yeah. But yeah, I know like I'm I'm looking at the the prices I, I, yeah. and right now all I have is a measly 38 inch
0: <laughs> That's not right? that's pretty good. I mean, what are you looking for? A 50 that's We have a 65.
2: That's like that's what used to be uh-huh. a decent size, you know, oh 20 God.
0: years ago. When I was a kid, it, like 20 inches was big.
2: Right, right. I mean, when What's I bought uh, the 38-inch, it was like the biggest mm-hmm. yeah, TV I've ever owned. So now 50-inch is really seems like just fucking basic.
0: See, Paraguapo, what you're going to realize, if you haven't already, is if you're going to buy a TV like that, you're going to end up buying a surround sound system at around the same time. And you may not realize it yet, but it's inevitable because when you get that giant TV without the surround sound you're going to be like yeah. what the fuck what's this so just just be aware of that
2: right right yeah. no i got you i got you mm. well, well i usually have a pretty good sound system that obviously i can connect
0: yes. all of
2: my media to it so i usually yeah. but as it turns out actually just last week my my amp uh radio you know like that everything is connected to it just fucking pooped on me.
0: Oh. but it's
2: from like the it's from like the late 90s you know?
0: oh like, shit i was just at the uh the howard the brown elephant just mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i was i was um
2: <laughs> you were gonna say howard brown elephant
0: <laughs> yeah i was but they they had an amp that uh, like one of those uh like a i'd say probably maybe 15 years old or so and it—it's the kind that does the whole surround sound, but it's still analog. It looked really nice. Right, right. Not,
2: yeah, uh, that's what analogous. I got. It's nice and heavy. It's beautifully, yeah. beautifully built. The—the the guy from this uh, recording studio swears by it. It's called Vector Research. Oh. Um, you, know, they're, you know, they're—you know—just so I'd like to find something like comparable to that, you know, and just go from mm. there. But I don't see myself doing any major purchases until yeah. after
0: Have you ever been to Saturday Audio? I'm not. Those dudes know their shit. Mm-hmm. What audio now? Saturday Audio on Belmont. They call it that cuz it's only open on Saturday, but really it's not. And it's all these old dudes, they have old, they have some really cool old like used equipment with tubes and stuff and they also have modern equipment and they just love to talk your ear off about the shit. You'd really, yeah you'd that's who that.
2: you want to be around yeah. when you're buying one of these things mm-hmm.
0: right I, I love to, i do
2: have a guy his yeah. name is daryl who mm-hmm. um he's uh he's yeah he sounds like one of those characters um yeah. yes daryl hannah? so i'm gonna talk to him about it
0: are you misgendering daryl hannah because that's a woman and i believe she's <laughs> her pronouns are she her
2: oh really yeah yeah mm-hmm. that's that sounds about right so well, I want He's, wanna, a, he's
0: yeah. a vet. Oh, so aren't all vets? He's. I I don't know how that would help. Well, I mean, do you have a dog? <laughs> nothing's going to help at this point. But I wanted to ask you because didn't you go to Greece and we never got to ask you about your trip? Yeah. What, didn't you go to some Greece fancy was, island? Was, you went to in island and Greece, right?
2: I was in Coast Island.
0: And wasn't that some horrible fires at the same time?
2: There was, just mm-hmm. not, in, not in the island. Um, there was something going on, like, near Athens, uh-huh. from what I remember. Um, and then, you know, maybe something in... I know we could see Turkey from one of the beaches that we were at. Oh, wow. wow from across yeah yeah we could
0: see it in the horizon there. so did you fly into athens and then go to the island or how did you get there
2: yes ma'am yes that's how we did it and flew then, into athens and then another hour flight to athens to Kos. a little wonder, airport full of germans
0: What was beautiful that line? dutch people oh dutch people yeah baby did you get any pussy or booty hole I'm trying to i did non-tended. not what why wow, your tinder didn't work?
2: um you know i just i it was just kind of a, a paradise to be in the environment you know and i had uh my my close friends were there with me mm-hmm. with their kids so it was kind of like family you know sort of half family beach time outdoorsy there was so much to look at so much beautiful bodies to look at everywhere you mm. know in the in the sun in the daytime on a, on a daily mm. so many beautiful healthy non-tattooed idiotic haircut or stupid fucking metal shit sticking out of their faces nothing like that just plain <laughs> beautiful no bullshit hair extensions no stupid fake fucking Tits, no no you know like done up lips nothing like that just healthy you know just bodies um it was it was something else
0: so what do it you attribute just, that to the lack of all that shit just i thought that's everywhere that's just is that just an american thing or why you, these were oh, young I, people? I think i think so
2: you know mm. for sure you know that's what I, my conclusion is it's, it's gotta be an american thing it's mostly. just consumerism just
0: isn't it it's just fucking consumerism right All it's that, that and
2: like identity the quest for identity it's so intense in this fucking retarded country that you know they think just kids do that to themselves
0: you, you know and i was um uh, doing my podcast, uh, walking around like I do sometimes. And it was on the last Friday the 13th we had, which was maybe July or August. And I ran into this huge line of kids, and they're sitting on the ground for like a block and a half on Halstead Street. And I'm, I went over there. I said, what are, you, what are you guys doing? They said, oh, we're it's Friday the 13th. We're waiting for tattoos. What? Yeah, apparently Friday the 13th is a big day to get tattoos and the tattoo parlors have discounts. And it was just this huge line like tattoos take a while, don't they? Like what kind of a what? I don't get it. I don't have any tattoos either and it's not that I'm against tattoos. It's just that I've never f- could th- I've never been able to think of any sort of a design that I put one on my body for the rest of my life. I just can't right i just there's nothing i
2: yeah no I, I i, I contemplate it every now and then and i think it would be fun and all that stuff but
0: i think man. you know so would how be old? Nice. these were
2: kids right these were like kids in yeah, their 20s or yeah i, I know,
0: think a, I, I mean i think a melanoma would be nice i mean maybe i could get that tattooed you know just a melanoma or maybe some kaposi sarcoma tattooed just like the old aids crisis you know just for nostalgia <laughs> that'd be a cool one right Kaposi. That would be a fucking cool tattoo. Kaposi sarcoma marks. Wow. Right? Along with a very strict diet. Oh, mm-hmm, yeah, girl. Mm-hmm. I, I really think it's capitalism, though. I think it's just more consumerist shit. Like, I see it a lot in the lesbian, gay community, too. Like, the fucking shit that people come up with for fetish. Like just when you think you've heard of everything, like all of a sudden I'll go into like a sex shop and there's tons of them here and it's all about electric torture, right? There's all these devices to like electrocute each other now. Like, yeah, a little handheld buzzer, and then electrocute your balls. And this thing, you stick up your ass, and you electrocute the other person. They didn't have that 10 years ago. People didn't electrocute. I mean, maybe they did, but it wasn't fucking everywhere. And then the puppy dog thing, that came out of nowhere. Now, like, you go into these stores, and there's, like, 50 different puppy masks. And they're each, like, $250 made out of... Leather, and I saw a friend of mine, Marshall, and he's nice, he used to be a podcaster. I saw him at the Cell Block maybe a month or two ago, and I said, Marshall, I said, because he's a puppy, right? (laughs) You went
2: to Cell Block a month ago? Oh yeah,
0: I (laughs) I said Marshall, because he's dressed up as a puppy, he's on the float for Halloween also, by the way, uh, with with a puppy, I said, Marshall, tell me you don't feel just a little silly voluntarily wearing a mask when we've been forced to wear these goddamn masks for over a year now. And you're wearing one for for just for kink. I mean, I just thought this is just. Well, that's
2: you said it. That's the word, you know, like we're more kink friendly as a as a bundle to.
0: But see, I don't know. Body
2: positivity or sex positivity. But but see, I I think all over.
0: I think it all comes down to basically consumer culture, to capitalism. I think body positivity comes from places like McDonald's because they capitalize A place like McDonald's sees Lizzo yeah. saying, oh, I'm fat and I'm proud. And they're like, yo, let's push this shit up. Let's jump on this sure. because then we can sell our fucking nasty ass food, right?
2: For sure, for sure,
0: and so, absolutely. And, and then like if you go to like Lululemon or Athletica, the, uh, Nike, go go to the Nike store, you'll see obese mannequins
2: everywhere. <laughs> Well I was gonna say I love the plus size mannequins everywhere. Uh,
0: it's ridiculous
2: like, and a, those in, didn't exist up until like no. five, ten years ago. I mean we didn't see And in an athletic store size mannequins.
0: In an athletics store. What? Yeah. And then I was watching, um, you know, Vivica, Vivica Murphy, the, the sort of, he's got a horrible underbite. He's the Surgeon General, right, with a horrible underbite. And an, I just think underbites are the worst. Buck teeth are fine. Freddie Mercury made it even look sexy, right? But an underbite is the fucking worst. You don't want one. But our Surgeon okay. General has an underbite, and he's this lovely native Indian thing. I mean, not native thing. Oops, I don't mean thing. <laughs> <laughs> he said, not the, not the feather, the other kind, the coal center one. And he, oh, okay, okay. right. And so, but anyway, not that that matters. It doesn't, but he's on TV on the view saying kids need to be vaccinated. I agree. Totally. Absolutely. Kids should be vaccinated. I'm, I'm all with that because, and he says, because it reduces their chance of getting severe COVID and going to the hospital. That's all true. And I agree with that 100%. But why doesn't he say, and also, by the way, 90% of the kids that end up in the hospital with COVID are obese, so you might want to stop with that shit, because obesity will destroy your kids' lives, and stop feeding right. them fast food, and stop giving them soda, because yeah. that because not only will it fucking make COVID a million times worse... Yeah. It also will, you know, make their lives much shorter. But you can't say that because that goes against body positivity, which in turn goes against right. the fast food industry. And I, I just and the kinks we're talking about the kinks. I just think it's all tied up with making people buy shit, which explains why yeah, I agree, Americans I totally do it more agree. than other people.
3: Mm-hmm. That's
2: true. That's true. I mean, you know, giving kids a fucking a ho-hos with a yeah. Coca-Cola is not a lunch. And, uh, you know, like the fact that doctors aren't required to know nearly as much about, you know, like nutrition as you would think. Right. You know, astonishingly, they know nothing about no, nothing. nutrition or they're not. They're not supposed to, you know like they don't it's not required right. so all we hear about is like joint pain Piff. for people over 40 or all we hear about is you know bone or whatever a skin mm-hmm. you know all kinds of fucking shit that's and you like what has anybody asked what causes that has right. anybody does anybody ever ask and and speaking more directly to what you were saying that's yeah. what bill maher has been saying. Yeah. Rather prominently yes. for years
3: oh, yeah. about True. the
2: health of Americans, just as I have, we we pointed mm-hmm. out, we know it, and and the fact that it won't, you know, no one wants to want the public to connect one to the other, you know, and even though he's still doing it, the last couple of shows that I saw of his, I know he he mentioned it again, you
0: know, no, yeah, so he like, does, he does. Did you uh, have you ever seen this? uh It's like a picture. Uh, a meme thing, and it's it's ast- it's, out- it's astounding. It's like a it's like an X-ray of a of a, a uh, obese person, a morbidly obese person, and you can just all it is is you see the outline of their flesh, but at the same time you see where their bones are. And uh-huh. if you look at this this like the X-ray of an ob- extremely obese person, you'll see how much weight that this tiny skeleton has to hold up. It's really amazing when you think about it. Like when you look at an obese person, like you think about like what, how much weight that those joints and those, that skeleton has to bear. I mean,
2: it's on a daily basis. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I do exercises here at home Mm -hmm. uh, where I put, I I take a backpack and I put uh, a 10, you know, two, 10-pound weight. That's only 20 pounds I'm mm-hmm. adding on on my backpack so I can do pull-ups or so I can attempt right. some pull-ups. And it's, it's only heavy. 20 pounds. Yeah. And I'm not a petite, you know, person, small person. Mm-hmm. I'm just regular, you know. Yeah. I'm a buck 50 for my size. I'm, I'm okay. normal. But just the 20 pounds, OMG. Yeah. If you can imagine somebody who's actually obese, who has 100
0: extra fucking mm-hmm. pounds, or how more? the
2: fuck in your bones... Put up, you know.
0: It's amazing, right? It's amazing because yeah. it shows you how really resilient the human body is. The fact that so many people can walk around with all this extra weight, myself included. It's amazing.
2: Yeah, we are. A mm-hmm. Remarkable filter. We filter everything. We give it, feed it so much shit. We're breathing shit. Yeah. It was just probably the most effective filtering, organic filtering device. We're in the world.
0: Filtering and consuming. consuming. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So yeah. what else is new? What else is new that we haven't complained about? Anything else going on? How are things uh, in the yes. Logans' Square? Go ahead.
2: Insurance, Mary. Insurance. Okay. I am now uh I am now insured. I am health insured. I am uh apartment insured. Oh. And
0: Oh, dental insurance? What's my other insurance? insurance. life insurance. Who's your beneficiary? Madge Weinstein? (laughs) (laughs) My sissy. Oh, that's nice. Actually, that's very good. Um, I didn't know you weren't insured. You you didn't have health insurance before? I mean, I did a few years
2: ago, you know, then I just you know, let it go. And then just, I got it again, you know, just a few months ago and it's oh, good. pretty, you know, it's pretty shitty, but I went for my first checkup. I'm still waiting on the results. Mind you, it's already been a month. It's like, how are you gonna?
0: how they'll tell you if there's anything wrong. They always call you if there's something wrong. If you don't hear, that means there's nothing wrong. If you're worried about it, you can call, but they always call. I mean, not that I would know, not that I would I know.
2: You, I think you would know.
0: Not that I would know, but if you have an STD, believe me, they'll call you. Usually when you're oh, at right. lunch.
2: Well, I wasn't too worried. Usually about when you're that. at lunch
0: at Karen's this. Raw.
2: <laughs> I eat out at the White, y- but no, I wasn't too worried about about okay. that. Okay. You know, I survived the '90s and the early 2000s. You mm-hmm. know, you know, spreading my seed and being said, you know. Endless asses sitting on my face,
3: mm-hmm.
2: and I didn't catch anything. Not even, right. not even the the
0: crabs. Well, post COVID, there's an awful lot of syphilis going around. I will tell you, at least in the gays. I don't know about the heterosexuals, but there's an awful lot of syphilis around. So I don't know; it might hit you people too. All y'all, all y'all, it might hit all y'all.
2: Yeah, yeah, you're right. And I, I'm keeping, you know,
0: I, I'm I'm keeping. Uh, that's great that you're insured. Tight ship, running a tight ship here. She got import insurance. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Farmers.
2: farmers. So I just I found out that farmers uh-huh. gobbled up MetLife.
0: Oh, I didn't Damn know me. that. Mm-hmm.
2: So now's the time to get, you know, insurance for whatever because they're. They're on the they're on the come up.
0: Mm-hmm. We are farmers. Bloop to doop 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 doop.
2: Well you could tell by the quality of their of their commercials, mm-hmm. the consistency and the frequency of their commercials that yeah, they must be fucking getting huge,
0: right? Well, that's all that matters. You mm-hmm. can really judge by the commercials. We use the old steak and at work. At work, we have the United Healthcare. What's who's your uh, healthcare carrier? Carrier?
2: I've just got course? County Care, like a regular poor person.
0: County Care. What's that? I've never heard of it. <laughs> you, no, but, what is that?
2: It's the shit they offer, you know. County for, Care for the in Yeah, indigent. It's the shit, fucking insurance that they offer. Under, the open enrollment,
0: you know, for the ACA or whatever, the exchange. I, yeah. county care? Mm-hmm. Well, good for you. Whatever. Just get, you know, they, they have, the thing is, you got to realize, too, is that even if you don't have insurance, in Chicago, you, there's always a place you can go to, like Howard Brown doesn't turn anybody away. And, you right, know, right. You can always go there, and they'll handle you. They will treat you. They won't charge you. And, uh, you know, you always have that, too. So, um, they, for me, um, you know, we have dental at my work. And they changed dental providers. So I got to get a new fucking dentist, you know, and I'm thinking all these assholes, you know, when they're campaigning against Bernie Sanders. Bernie's is like, well, you know, we need Medicare for all. They're like, oh, no, I need my people don't want to change their doctor. Well, fuck you. You know, if you get fired, you got to change your doctor. If you're yeah. and, and I even get fired, I'm still in the same company. I still got to change my fucking doctor because the fucking company changed insurance companies to be cheaper. So fuck you.
2: People. Yeah, one way or another, we're going to have to deal with it, you know,
1: no.
0: except, you know, how are you going to pay for it?
2: Well, right. I mean, yeah. that's the thing. Like, I, I went to the to the dentist as provided mm-hmm. by in the including with the, the county care. Right. Mm-hmm. So I went to the dentist. They for a, a checkup and a cleaning. I got the checkup, the x-rays and whatnot. And then before they do the cleaning,
3: mm-hmm.
2: they tell me, oh, we're going to have to check with county care to see if we can oh because they determined i needed a deep cleaning
0: uh-huh in the vagina your so, cavity your cavities so
2: they got to get deep because uh-huh. i'm a deep i'm a deep mofo okay. but uh but they said they have to check with them to see if they can give me a deep cl- or if my deep cleaning is included Yeah. versus just a regular cleaning and now i'm going on my second or third week of waiting for this bullshit to tell me it's like, uh can i just go for my fucking cleaning now what what the fuck is the hold up why would there be you yeah, know shouldn't take this that is long. What fucking
0: they should be able to just check we have to go through they should be able to check like bloop bloop in a computer but maybe
1: right not.
0: bloop bloop yeah that's fucking that's bullshit. right
2: we're, we're in that era now where it's like fuck i just you know you can order whatever fucking dildo shows up in your house 2 days later.
0: Yeah, so we got to switch dentists. So I found this dentist and you know, and he's he's pretty good looking, but Ew. you know, you can't get the best looking ones when you're on a, a DMO. So I'm on the DMO which is cheap because the DMO means you have to pick a provider and you stick with them as opposed right, to being right. able to pick because if you have the one where you can pick whatever dentist you want, then you're limited to like two thousand dollars a year. Oh no, oh no. Right, right. But I'll tell you what. Ever since I got married, I have had no cavities because my my spouse doesn't let me eat candy no more. So I don't, it's amazing. Like I've had cavities my entire life. My mother always gave us candy and soda, candy and soda, since I was born. I, if she didn't give it to me, I'd cry. And now I can't cry because I'm a grown up. So I don't get no candy. I had no idea it was like that highly correlated. It's fucking amazing. Like my teeth are rotted because I ate so much fucking candy. And now it's like a switch. I stopped eating candy. I mean, not totally, but most like probably 95% less. And there's no fucking cavities no more. I bet you don't have cavities either. Do you?
2: I mean not like you know when um I'm earlier about my you know let's see my mid-20s mm-hmm. or so like i hadn't you know i used to go very infrequently but
3: mm-hmm.
2: lately i just you know make sure i go yes. at least once a year you know cleaning checkup and then yeah. it's it's all good you know yeah but what? I do have a no. lot of a uh, lot of uh, caps, and I did have like you know seven or eight cavities yeah. that are. They all have uh, what do you call those? The uh... fillings. Yeah. So the fillings, you know, they last about ten years.
0: So. Yeah. Wait till you get crowns. I have quite a few crowns because I, I just let my teeth go to shit. But I Yeah. But you know that's how it is. That's just that's how it, how is. it is. You live and you learn. So, mm-hmm. Anyway, well. I guess that's all. It's been lovely talking to you. We got a lot out.
2: Ah uh, yes, mm. the feeling is
0: m- mutual. Yes.
2: Yeah, yeah. Thanks for the call. Thanks for the call, Mary. Thanks hope, for uh,
0: thanks for taking my call, El Wapo. Uh,
2: you traveling anywhere? <laughs> any place you soon? You're going to
0: be around. Any, yes. Any more? time. Any
2: time, toots.
0: Okay. Talk to you soon.
4: Okay, you too. Love ya. Right, you too. Bye.
0: All right. Well, I finally got somebody on the phone. How do you like that?
4: They have hunches. That's manly to have a hunch. E
3: d e n a. One. 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 You want me to you? that's my car to me my big one that's my car to me my big one
5: 1942 is a crucial year. It begins with the Allies on the defensive, reeling from the attacks of the dictators. But then the tide turns. It turns at Guadalcanal, the Coral Sea, Stalingrad, the Battle of the Atlantic, in North Africa, at El Alamein. By the end of the year, it is the Allies who are on the attack. North Africa is freed, and on july tenth, nineteen forty-three, they land at Sicily, prelude to an assault on Italy. Britain's General Montgomery.
4: The Allied armies landed in Sicily on Italian soil on the 10th of July. the placted by the Royal Navy and the Allied Air Forces. And are, today, in possession of the whole island except for the northward corner where the enemy is now hemmed in. I want to tell on you, soldiers of the Eighth Army, that this has been a very fine performance. On the heart, I have expressed to the commander of the 7th American Army on our left the congratulations of the Eighth Army for the way the American troops have captured and cleaned up more than half the island. Attack.
5: The Allies move from Sicily to the Italian peninsula and push northward. September 8, 1943.
6: Eisenhower. This is General Dwight D. Eisenhower, commander-in-chief of the Allied force. The Italian government has surrendered its armed forces unconditionally. As Allied commander-in-chief, I have granted a military armistice. The terms of which have been approved by the governments of the United Kingdom, the United States, and the Union of Soviet Socialist Republic. Hostilities between the armed forces of the United Nations and those of Italy terminate at once. All Italians who now act to help eject the German aggressor from Italian soil will have the assistance and the support of the United Nations. On
5: June 4th, 1944, Rome is liberated. Two days later, under command of General Eisenhower, the Allies attack in France, D-Day, from the White House, the President.
7: My fellow Americans, last night when I spoke with you about the fall of Rome, I knew at that moment that troops of the United States and our Allies were crossing the channel in another and greater operation. It has come to pass with success thus far. And so, in this poignant hour, I ask you to join with me in prayer. Almighty God, our sons, pride of our nation, this day have set upon a mighty endeavor, a struggle to preserve our republic our religion, and our civilization, and to set free a suffering humanity. Lead them straight and true. Give strength to their arms, stoutness to their hearts, steadfastness in their faith. They will need thy blessings. Their road will be long and hard. For the enemy is strong, he may hurl back our forces. Success may not come with rushing speed, but we shall return again and again. And we know that our sons will triumph. They will be sore tried by night and by day without rest until the victory is won. The darkness will be rent by noise and flame. Men's souls will be shaken with the violences of war. For these men are lately drawn from the ways of peace. They fight not for the lust of conquest. They fight to end conquest. As
5: the Allies push into France from Normandy, a group of German officers plots to kill Hitler. On July 20th, 1944, they plant a bomb near der Fuhrer. It explodes, but Hitler is only wounded. He turns his anger on the plotters. Hitler orders the plotters hanged with piano wire. The war goes on. The Allies sweeping toward victory in Europe and in the Pacific. There... General Douglas MacArthur fulfills a pledge to the people of the Philippines.
4: This is the voice of freedom. General MacArthur speaking. People of the Philippines, I have returned. By the grace of Almighty God, our forces stand again on Philippine soil. Soil consecrated in the blood of our
7: two peoples.
4: We have come dedicated and committed to the task of destroying every vestige of enemy control over your daily lives and of restoring upon a foundation of indestructible strength the liberties of your people. At my side is your president, Sergio Osmeña, worthy successor of that great patriot, Manuel Quezon, with members of his cabinet. The seat of your government is now, therefore, firmly reestablished on Philippine soil. The hour of your redemption is here. Your patriots have demonstrated an unswerving and resolute devotion to the principles of freedom that challenges the best that is written on the pages of human history. I now call upon your supreme effort that the enemy may know from the temper of an aroused and outraged people within that he has a force there to contend with no less violent than is the force committed from without. Rally to move. Let the indomitable spirit of Bataan and Corregidor lead on. As the lines of battle roll forward to bring you within the zone of operations, rise and strike. Strike at every favorable opportunity. For your homes and horrors, strike. For future generations of your sons and daughters, strike. In the name of your sacred dead, strike. Let no heart be faint. Let every arm be steel. The guidance of the divine God points the way. Follow in his name to the holy grail of righteous victory.
5: MacArthur is supreme commander in the Pacific. But there are other great commanders. Among them, Admiral Chester Nimitz.
8: Many American football coaches have attained a colorful popularity by expressing a dim view of their team's chances of success before each game, largely as a device for preventing overconfidence among the players. In this regard, football coaches are professional pessimists. Before a major games, some of them talk in such doleful terms as to create doubt in the minds of football fans whether they will be able to field a team at all. But the American people have become so accustomed to this gloomy outlook on the part of football mentors that they are inclined to take their pre-game judgments with a grain of salt. It may be that people have an inclination to discount the public utterances of generals and admirals in somewhat the same way. Perhaps it is suspected that reference to the long and bitter struggle which lies ahead in the Pacific, for example, is based merely on a desire to prevent overconfidence among the armed forces and at home. This is not the case. We fully expect to win, but we know that the road to victory will be long and rough. The conclusion that we must expect a struggle of many months' duration in the Pacific is based on facts. Facts of geography, facts of logistics, facts of available shipping tonnage, and facts of military and naval science. We are projecting the enormous war-making energy of the United States thousands of miles to the west over sea lanes which we have brought under our control to places where the Japanese are daily feeling the growing weight of our armed might we will continue to build up this pressure until nothing can stand against it. But that stage has not and will not be reached for some time to come. To reach it, there must be continued energetic and unlimited support given at home to the prosecution of the war. I have on many occasions paid tribute to the enormous achievement of American industry in producing weapons of unsurpassed quality and in hitherto unheard of quantity, but no nation wins wars by the possession of great productive capacity and huge military resources alone. To the possession of such material resources there must be added the unfaltering determination and deep conviction of the people linked with the skill and courage of the fighting forces. We must not permit anything to alter or weaken this American will to win. Productive power and willpower are two basic essentials in achieving the decisive victory now in the making. After victory, sober thought must be given to creating an international climate in which peace can live. The moral conviction shared by all free peoples must in the future have the backing of adequate armed power. A conviction without the means or the ability to defend it has no hope of survival in a world of warring ideas. Freedom and justice cannot prevail without authority, and when civilization is menaced by international gangsters, there is but one authority, superior military power.
5: In Washington, there is one chief. Franklin Delano Roosevelt, elected to a fourth term as president, looks beyond the war toward the peace in his fourth inaugural address. January 20th, 1945.
6: We Americans of today, together with our allies, are passing through a period of supreme test. It is a test of our courage, of our resolve, of our wisdom of our essential democracy. If we meet that test successfully and honorably, we shall perform a service of historic importance, of historic importance which men and women and children will honor throughout all time. As I stand here today, having taken the solemn oath of office, in the presence of my fellow countrymen, in the presence of our God, I know that it is America's purpose that we shall not fail. In the days and the years that are to come, we shall work for a just and honorable peace, a durable peace, as today we work and fight for a total peace. Victory in war. We can and we will achieve such a peace. We shall strive for perfection. We shall not achieve it immediately, but we still shall strive. We may make mistakes, but they must never be mistakes which result from faintness of heart or abandonment of moral principle. I remember that my old schoolmaster, Dr. Peabody, said in days that seemed to us then to be secure and untroubled, he said things in life will not always run smoothly sometimes we will be rising toward the heights and all will seem to reverse itself and start downward. The great fact to remember is that the trend of civilization itself is forever upward. With a line drawn through the middle of the peaks and the valleys of the centuries always has an upward trend. Our Constitution of 1787 was not a perfect instrument. It is not perfect yet. But it provided a firm base upon which all manner of men, of all races and colors and creeds, could build our solid structure of democracy. And so today, in this year of war, 1945, we have learned lessons at a fearful cost, and we shall profit by them. Less
5: than three months later, FDR is dead, and there is a new president, Harry Truman.
6: Mr. Speaker,
4: Mr. President, members of the Congress, It is with a heavy heart that I stand before you, my friends and colleagues, in the Congress of the United States. Within an hour after I took the oath of office, I announced that the San Francisco Conference would proceed. In the memory of those who have made the supreme sacrifice, in the memory of our fallen President, we shall not fail.
5: And in less than a month, Churchill has news from London.
4: Yesterday morning at 2.41 a.m. at General Eisenhower's headquarters, General Jodel signed the act of unconditional surrender of all German land, sea, and air forces in Europe to the Allied Expeditionary Force. V.E. Day,
5: victory in Europe, President Truman.
4: I only wish that Franklin D. Roosevelt had lived to witness this day. General Eisenhower informs me that the forces of Germany have surrendered to the United Nations. The flags of freedom fly all
5: over Europe. Europe is free. On August 22nd, 1945, General Charles de Gaulle speaks for himself, for France, and for all of Europe.
9: On arriving in the United States, the first thing I want to say is thank you. Without you, American people, led by your great president, Roosevelt and Truman, it would have been no future for Europe and for Asia, but an intolerable servitude. It would have been no freedom for the world. It would have been no victory. Now, we have to organize the world, conforming to the principles for which we vote. For it is our duty towards ourselves, as it is towards all men. In this immense task, the United States have to play the leading part. It is the earnest desire of France to unite her efforts to yours in a spirit of confidence and friendship, spirit which has bound always together our two democracies and which must bind them today together more than ever. I have come here with the Minister of Foreign Affairs of France to talk of all this with President Truman and his government and to bring to your country the friendly salute of my country. Long live the United States of America.
5: But the war is only half over. There still remains the Empire of Japan. War in the Pacific.
3: Lord, touch every one of us, dear God.